This is episode number 38 of Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. Last week, I talked about the importance of truth-telling in our significant relationships as a way to keep us vitalized and attracted to one another over a lifetime. This week, with all the upheaval across our communities, I created an episode about the practice of humanizing one another. In this show, I will explore how you can take responsibility to shape the larger world around you by looking on purpose for others' humanity beyond the differences between you. Not everyone can rise to this challenge. I hope you will keep listening. The title of this episode comes from a song I sang years ago in a women's choir in Austin. The first two lines of the song go like this. Why have you come to earth? Do you remember? Why have you taken birth? Why have you come? Pretty, right? The chorus goes on to answer this question, but it seemed important to me to linger with the question unanswered. Why have I come? Now, I'm an intimacy coach, so you might think I'm talking about sex when I say, why have you come? But I'm not. I'm actually talking about our purpose on earth. With so much fear about our safety and well-being dominating this era, there are profoundly powerful forces teaching us to dehumanize those different from us. COVID and the choice about vaccines is a very loud stage on which this is currently playing out, though there are countless others. When we are scared, our tendency is to find someone or a group of someones we can pin the pain on, to find the other. Let's break down for a moment what I'm talking about. To other is to separate from other humans in such a way that we no longer feel our connection to them. We no longer relate to them as similar to us. We no longer see ourselves in them. To other is to take the heart out of relating entirely. To other is very, very dangerous. Because once we have removed empathy, the ability to relate, we then have the potential to gather all of the pain in our lives and, if we are not careful, roll it into a fireball and aim it at whoever we have placed in the category of the other. They are to blame for fill in the blank. This is a very slippery human tendency to other and project our pain. And the mechanism responsible for this is very much heightened when we feel scared, anxious, and powerless, like so many of us feel these days. Anais Nin, the French-Cuban-American essayist, famously wrote, We do not see the world as it is. We see it as we are a quote more relevant now than ever. It's easy to think I am seeing reality as it is. These people, whoever they are, the neighbors you don't like, the unvaccinated or vaccinated people you can't stand, whoever it is, are just despicable and responsible for bad things. But there is a deeper truth going on. 
that perception is not absolute or static. It is, in fact, something we have choice over. It is, in fact, like everything I have taught in this podcast, a practice. When we see through the lens of fear, we are more easily uh, likely to see others as a threat. When on purpose and by choice, we see through a lens of curiosity, a wide world of humanity expands itself in front of our eyes. We can only dehumanize others when we discard the rainbow of lenses we might normally see through and hyper-focus on one element, likely an element we have out of common with someone, their politics, their health choices, the color of their skin, who they love. When we humanize others, we see them through multiple lenses simultaneously. One of my favorite words is the word sonder, a word made up by John Koenig for a very important principle. He defines sonder as the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own, populated with their own ambitions, friends, routines, worries, and inherited craziness. An epic story that continues invisibly around you like an anthill sprawling deep underground with elaborate passageways to thousands of other lives that you'll never know existed. This shift to see the totality of someone else's humanity can happen in an instant when we realize that the person we have turned into a single dimension is actually like us in at least one other way. Oh, they too get headaches in the mornings. Oh, they too worry about their children or they too have spats with their spouses. Often it takes actively searching for these points of commonality to find ourselves in the other person. But once we do, we can't unsee their humanity. And then we are no longer prey to that insidious psychological trick of othering. It takes practice and commitment to resist. I think about all the ways that someone might judge me and miss my humanity. I would never want to be judged by only one news program I have listened to or one medical choice I have made or my worst mood on my most stressed out day or something as superficial as my appearance. Yet this is what we risk when we don't investigate beyond one dimension of another person before we make judgments about their value and worth. Let's talk about what it looks like on the inside of us to shift from dehumanizing others to seeing their humanity. When we shift from pointing the finger at someone to dropping the finger, we are going to feel all sorts of feelings. When we blame someone, we shift the weight of the pain we are feeling to outside of ourselves as a way to stay safe. When we dare to let go of that shortcut, we risk confronting a whole lot of chaos inside. We risk confronting all the pain we wanted to give away. Instead of making the other all bad and ourselves all good, we start to see that life exists in endless shades of gray, and we too are imperfect, full of contradictions, and still deserving of love. We risk acknowledging that we are all responsible for the messes we are in and all empowered to get ourselves out of these predicaments. 
A first step towards this shift is to find one aspect of people you might otherwise dehumanize, perhaps something you value about yourself, and on purpose look for it. Perhaps you want to know what books they are reading because you are an avid reader. Perhaps you are curious if they have children because being a parent is such a big part of your world. Perhaps you can wonder if they have ever been let down in love because you have had your own heart broken so many times. Begin to write a story about people you want to separate from that makes that separation impossible. Breathe this possibility into your heart and let the compassion follow. It will, naturally. We are wired to empathize. It's fear that gets in the way. For homework this week, there are two parts. Part one is to try the exercise of searching for the humanity of people you might otherwise dehumanize. This takes engagement. It is not the default. The default is to write them off, see them through one controversial and limited lens, and declare black and white lines between you and them. Choose to go beyond the default. Look for the bridges. Find your commonalities. From there, you might consider reaching to connect with someone you might normally be on opposite sides of an issue with. Invite them for a walk. Invite them to talk about books or parenting or heartbreak. Connect over the human things. Give the other issues a break, even just for a short while, and let your ability to care and connect take the lead. The second part of the homework is to listen to the rest of the song that I sang at the beginning, linked in the show notes. Why have you come? The singer sings. The way you live your life at this divisive time and choose to resist the forces that would have us dehumanize one another will be your answer. The potential to not hurt others when we are hurt but instead to widen our capacity to feel the hurt is an opportunity to change the course of history and become a force for humanizing and healing on our planet. I am grateful you are considering joining me in practicing a better choice. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, 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 oh.